Hey, I'm Kaylee. I'm Gracie. And this is Sinister Sofa Talks. So my Aquarius case is actually also recent, 2017. I need to put a super, I feel like I always need to put a disclaimer on mine. So huge, huge, huge disclaimer as this involves the death of an infant. Um, And it goes into pretty graphic detail. So if you've got pretty queasy stomachs, yeah, like mom, no, (laughs) not for you. So... We're just going to, it's going to jump right into it. So on August 30th, 2017, the body of four-month-old Sterling Daniel Cohen was found deceased on a mechanical swing weighing less than seven pounds in the apartment of Cheyenne Harris, 21, and Zachary Cohen, 29. He was found with blood coming out of his mouth and his fists were clenched. So the average weight of a four-month-old baby is around like 15 and a half pounds. Oh my not, god. Not fucking seven. Like that's a newborn baby weight. Yeah. So when he was found, it was determined that feces in his diaper had ate through his skin, allowing E. coli bacteria to enter his bloodstream and cause infection. The room that he was in was so incredibly hot that it had attracted flies and these flies had laid eggs in his diaper that eventually hatched into i know i know so they eventually hatched into maggots while he was still alive so these maggots crawled into his clothes and his diaper for days that's horrible i know it's really bad and i'm so sorry it's really really bad I like the name Sterling for a baby. I know, because it sounds like it would be like a last name. Well, it is last name, you know, whatever, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, So a forensic entomologist, is that how you say that? Entomologist? Don't fucking ask me. And I think that's how you say it. Who had examined the insects on Sterling's body concluded that the baby had been in his swing for anywhere from 9 to 14 days in the same soiled diaper. On October 25th, Zachary and Cheyenne were arrested on charges of first-degree murder and felony child endangerment causing death. I'm going to go through like a couple of findings first before we get into the trial. First things first, this was not their only child. So I just want to put that out there that they did have an older child as well in the home. Cheyenne... Zachary and their older child slept in one room and then they had Sterling separated from them in this other room, which I thought was like just a little strange. Like everything of his was just separated. Like he himself was separated from everybody. Like it was just, it was really weird. And then there were some statements that had been made by Zachary and Cheyenne and they had claimed that Sterling had actually been checked on on that previous day, August 29th, which um, I'm going to call absolute fucking bullshit because him weighing seven pounds, something would have been said and done about his yeah. health. 
if he had been checked by a doctor. Like, no doctor is going to look at that baby at seven pounds, four months old, and be like, oh, yeah, no, he's healthy. And I feel like authorities or something would have been contacted if they saw a four-month-old. 100%. So, on the morning of August 31st, 2017, the little body of Sterling underwent an autopsy at the state medical examiner's office in... I am not going to say this right. Ankeny, Iowa. Ankeny, Ankeny. I don't know. At the time, <laughs> at the time of the autopsy, it was learned here that his weight was just under seven pounds, and that he was only fourteen inches in length. So, like, he basically came out as a newborn and did not grow because he was so malnourished. Both these measurements placed that infant at well below the fifth percentile in size and weight. So I just want to put this into perspective. So, like, our baby brother, when he was little, his head alone was always in, like, the 95th or 99th percentile. So for this little baby to be in the fifth, that's not okay. He was born... A month early, and he was seven pounds. And he was huge, yeah. So, just want to keep that perspective, that this baby was that malnourished. So, investigation of the incident led to the discovery that the parents' account of the death of the child was just inconsistent with the findings of the autopsy, and then obviously the investigation. The state medical examiner rules that the death is a homicide and then the cause of death was a failure to provide critical care. They made a statement saying the facts of this case go far beyond neglect and show circumstances manifesting an extreme indifference to human life. So like they're basically saying like this isn't even neglect. They just genuinely did not fucking care about this life that they created. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't understand that. I I would never be able to understand that. Another I feel like very important key to this case is that meth was involved at some point during this. So there was an Amanda Reynolds who had known Zachary for ten years, I think it was, and she said like he was a really nice, mellow dude. He came from a good family before he became addicted to meth. And she also stated that Zachary and Cheyenne had started dating. So there's a big age gap with them. I think it was like 10 years. No, not quite 10 years. Eight years. So they had started dating before she had turned 18. And they were on and off their entire relationship. So it was just pretty rocky. And then... I had found this article that had just like a bunch of screenshots of Facebook posts that Zachary had made after the death of Sterling and before they were arrested. And they were just, some of them were just truly like infuriating to read through. There was one on October 1st. So after Sterling passed, Zachary shared a like a picture of some pit bulls and then he captioned it to some I'll always be the bad guy and there was this bad bitch that replied or like commented on it and she said you are a bad guy who does that to a beautiful baby 
and to think that you had another one in the house the whole time. Do you get what trauma that you put your baby daughter through? And all the while your dead baby son is in a swing, you sick, twisted fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. And then there was one on September 21st. He had, he was talking about his daughter and how she was taken away from them. And he like put this post of him and her saying, like, I got to see my little girl. We get to see her again for a little bit tomorrow. And then in the comments, he puts, Mommy gets to see her Tuesday. And then they decide when we get to have regular visits and how often. And then Cheyenne comments and says, They took her the night that we lost Sterling. Never got to say goodbye. Last she saw me, I was bawling my eyes out. Of course they're going to take your fucking kid, you dumb bitch. They just fucking found your dead one in the swing. What the fuck? And why are you, why is that what you're that upset about? Like, yeah, that's upsetting to lose your child, but like, you're not upset that you just killed your child, but yeah. you're upset that you lost this one. So, like, I feel like there's constantly favorite, like a favoritism played oh, yeah. with this whole thing. Okay, so I'm going to start getting into the trial. At the beginning of the trial, a public defender that was representing Cheyenne said that while Sterling's death is a tragedy, it was not a planned murder. Cheyenne suffered from postpartum depression and self-medicated, but she had no desire to harm her son, she said. And we could probably go on for, like, a bit about that, because I know just recently there was the Lindsay Clancy story. Um, it's, yeah. But, so this is why, this is where I feel like it's different, okay? So, Lindsay Clancy, she wanted help. Like, she asked for it over and over, yeah. over and over, over and over, and no one would fucking help her. Her insurance denied her. No one would fucking help her, right? Cheyenne Harris was not asking for help. She was around drugs, potentially on drugs. I just don't believe that she cared enough about her children to beg for help the way that Lindsay did. So, I don't feel like that's a valid fucking excuse. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I could go on for a bit about that. So the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation agent Chris Calloway testified that Cheyenne, what the fuck, testified that Cheyenne questioned her maternal care during an interview. She told the agent of Sterling, I should have checked on him more. So like they knew that there were issues in the home. I don't know. So the system also kind of failed that baby. Um, but there was also a babysitter, too, at one point, and she testified that the infant had, like, a pretty gnarly diaper rash and seemed underweight, but, like, he would eat. She was like, he would eat hungrily. Well, yeah, because he's not fucking eating, probably. But the very first time that she ever babysat, Cheyenne left. So he was three months old at the time, and her two-year-old with this new babysitter for 17 hours. What the fuck? 17 hours, bruh. What the fuck was she doing? Drugs, probably. For being honest, 17 hours that you're leaving your children alone with someone that you don't know? What the actual fuck? So, I know. She's probably like, what the fuck, bruh? I'm not in places to fucking be. I'd be pissed. I used to babysit all the time. I would be fucking pissed 
I if someone did that. Like 30 minutes late, I'd be like, bitch. Yeah. Be like, we'll be home around like two. <gasps> okay. What the fuck? Anyway. So on August 30th, Zachary was actually the one who called 911, but he lied to the dispatcher. He said that he believed Sterling had died of sudden infant death syndrome, which obviously was not what he passed away from. I I don't know what he was thinking that that would accomplish when the officers arrived on scene and saw the monstrosity that was happening in that house. Throughout this trial, the child endangerment charge was always just kind of like a given. That's going to happen regardless. She can't get out of that. But they actually had to work kind of hard for the murder charge because Cheyenne's defense lawyer, he stated this in his closing argument and he went over it again and again in the trial. But in his closing arguments, he said, yes, she's responsible for child endangerment. She was negligent and deprived the child of care, but it's not murder under the law. He insisted that the prosecution has to prove malice when it came to murder. And he continued to argue that the state, which has the burden of proof, couldn't prove the why behind the death. So that is where Iowa Assistant Attorney General Denise Timmons comes in and says that they didn't need to prove a specific intent in the murder, just a general one. So she had said, Harris put Sterling in a swing and left him alone in a room so that she didn't have to deal with him. The child was left there suffering for days, possibly weeks. Harris knew what she was doing when she did anything but care for Sterling. The defendant posted on Facebook and Instagram about fashion, went to the supermarket, watched TV on the couch, fed herself from the refrigerator, and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, she left her son to rot. Their room shared adjoining walls. The child was just steps away, yet this mother did nothing. Timmons discussed the notion that Harris was too tired, depressed, or on drugs to care for the baby. The fact that this defendant continued to raise her older child indicated that she was not too compromised to look after Sterling. Uh She, She was fine. She didn't want to care for him. Cheyenne Harris was convicted of first-degree murder and child endangerment for the death of four-month-old Sterling. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. No family members were present in the courtroom during the sentencing, which, good. Good that she was all alone, just like that fucking baby was when he died. But I watched some clips of her during the trial and also when she was sentenced literally zero emotion during the entire trial and i have no fucking idea how because they showed autopsy photos of of her baby boy with blood coming out of his mouth just fucking horrendous photos they talked about his torture like just no emotion that doesn't make sense that's so sick it is. I I just can't make my brain, like, make it make sense. Zachary Cohen had also been found guilty on the same charges as Cheyenne, and he was also sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. I saw an interview done. Um, it was for a documentary. I think it was called Locked Up with the Lifers or something like that. 
So they actually interviewed her and she had stated that the other convicts at the Correctional Institution for Women in Mitchville, Iowa, are making her life a living hell. She said, other people here say that it gets better, that it won't be so hard. But in all reality, I think that's bullshit. I don't think I really have very many friends right now. If I hadn't been high on meth, it never would have happened. I was not a good person when I was on meth and trying to be a mom. I wasn't... What the fuck? He was extremely neglected. And then there was this other part in the interview that they were interviewing her, like other convicts. There was one that she was saying, fuck, I wish I could remember exactly how she said it, but she was basically like, oh yeah, like they're just waiting to like jump her ass in the shower or something. (laughs) Fucked up what she did. And then there was this, the interviewer was like, I think she was walking with Cheyenne and this other girl, you can hear her say, oh, did that bitch tell you what she did? Like, just, they fucking hate her. Good. Yeah. That's what she get, honestly. Because it's fucking disgusting what you did. Here's my take on, like, her whole, well, like, I wasn't a good person when I was on meth. Like, okay, if you're on drugs, I have seen what meth does to people. It's not great. But you were still capable of taking care of your other child. So why was Sterling different? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you take care of this one? That's the only thing I can't make sense in this whole case is why, why not him? I don't understand. But that's my case. That's sick. I know. It's a pretty bad one. It's pretty bad. Like in the poor sister. That was a girl, right? Yeah, the trauma that she's going to grow up with. I mean, I know she's two, so she's not going to, like, probably remember it all, but she's going to know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's fucked up. And then there was this other Facebook post that they had put after his death. It was, like, a picture of them, and they're, like, loving the clean life, blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. I don't know. These two just honestly, like, piss me off. I'm not saying that postpartum is not a real thing, because it absolutely fucking is, and it is terrifying. But I don't think that was the case in this. I really don't. If you can take care of your other child, what, how is it different with him? Right. I just, I don't know why he was different. I don't know what happened to... I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Like, the only thing... I saw that would make sense for Zachary. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but like that Amanda, she was saying how Zachary had made a comment. I can't remember if it was shortly after he was born or before that he didn't think Sterling was actually his. Why would that make Cheyenne be neglectful towards him? You know, I don't know. It's just, I can't make it make sense in my head. I don't know. And he's the sweetest looking little fucking baby. Let me see if I can find the picture of him. Oh, that's so sad. Like, how could you do that to that beautiful little baby? Yeah. But look at how tiny he is. I don't know. Like, he's I mean, this is probably when he was maybe, what, a couple months old, probably, but... Well, still. We probably didn't get much better than that. It's sad. But yes, that's my fucked up case. Very fucked up. That's so gross. I know. Like, that shit doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get, like, with that whole 
Okay, suppose me and Lindsay or something. Mm-hmm. That is postpartum. That is postpartum psychosis, and that is a very real thing. She cared for her children. She cared enough about her children that she asked for help, and the yeah. system fucking failed her. Our health system fucking failed her. But this, she didn't give two shits about Sterling. Which confuses me. I don't know. Like, just give him up. Like, what did that little baby do? I know. Anyone would have taken that child. Yeah. There are, aren't there safe, is it the safe haven yeah, laws or something that you can drop them off? Yeah. Anything would have been better than subjecting him to that. Maggots grow. That's a horrendous way to die. That's a slow death. I don't know. It makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. I don't like that one. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I don't like it either. Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, it did go into graphic detail, but I'm glad that there wasn't, like, more detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, that couldn't have been the only abuse and neglect that he suffered from, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so sorry to be a downer on our Aquarius. I mean, these all fucking suck, but this one just was especially, especially pretty bad. Okay. So you can email us at SinisterSofaTalks at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at SinisterSofaTalks. Please leave us a review and email us with any recommendations or your own cases that you'd like to see us cover. We would also love to read your sinister stories, whether they are true crime, murder involved, spooky, or anything of the sort. Just put in the title line of your email, sinister stories, and what your zodiac sign is, and we'll read those correlating to what zodiac dates that we're currently in. Thank you so much for listening. Catch us on the next one.